Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. You've come to the right place for your daily Bachelor consumption. So much to talk about. This is Bachelor Rush Hour. Five, six, seven, eight. All righty then. Wow, we've got a lot to get into. Zach Shall Cross opens up a can of beef. When it comes to Nick Vial, he has words to say on the Off the Vine podcast. And that's not even the biggest story of Off the Vine today. That's right. We've got the court documents from Blake Horseman getting sued for $175,000. He lost the lawsuit. It's over. It was an arbitration. He lost. He got sued. And we've got the podcast that Blake went on that led to that lawsuit one was She's All Batch. We'll play that clip. And the other was Caitlin Bristow's Off the Vine. Well, I tell you what, you hope that Caitlin Bristow gives some uh, uh, free bottles of Spade and Sparrow to Blake because that's an expensive conversation. I'm assuming each of those podcasts cost him a cool, what, 40 grand? And then um, two other, well, we'll get into that whole story in, in the other reasons why he's sued. You know me, I'm all about justice for Blake. I think the show is flying dangerously close to the sun, and they need, uh, they need folks like you and I to call them out on their very toxic uh, and damaging edits that they're doing out there. I think the show can have fun without destroying people's character. What do you guys think? All right, well, anyway, let's get to it. I'll play a clip of what was said on the Caitlin Bristow uh, Off the Vine podcast. I'll do that for you guys right now. And then after, stick around and I'll play the full YouTube version of what went down and all of that. But here's a clip. You sold yourself, so. Uh, well, yeah. I appreciate that. I, uh, but I thank do. you for reaching out and, and about that because it, it means a lot, you know, when yeah. you're someone very prominent and, and you know, like, um, there's so many negative, you know, comments oh God, and opinions. Was so hard on you. So... I haven't seen Do I even want to go into that? Was it bad? Because he had reached out to me like the day. All right, so we'll play that clip for the second half of the podcast. Hold your horses, folks. We'll get into it. And don't forget, today's episode is sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you. Bring more flavor to your table this spring with Green Chef's wholesome, elevated recipes. And look, I got to tell you, my box of Green Fresh actually came in yesterday. And some people were wondering like, oh, but is it a lot of packaging? Is it environmental? And no, they've got... They have coolers they ship you the food in that are recyclable. It's actually a really cool setup. And I chose the keto option because I'm trying to lose some of that honeymoon weight that I put on when I was in Bali. You know how it works. They just start giving you free, you know, uh, chocolate croissants. What are you going to do? Turn them down? Not on my watch, folks. So I actually, and I'll tell you what, I just chose keto. I didn't choose any special recipes. And the first recipe that they sent me was actually one I don't think I would have chosen for myself if I was actually picking it out. But I do enjoy. I did enjoy it. It was good. I got the cumin spiced shrimp, roasted veggies, uh, creamy chimichurri churri sauce. Am I pronouncing that right? Pepitas. I mean, these are things I just wouldn't buy on their own. You know, you ever like not want to buy basil because you got to buy a bushel of basil? The whole point being is that um, these meals are. Uh, 
a, a real good chance to, you know, cook for yourself and try something new. And I had a good time bonding with my wife as we didn't fight over what size ingredients to use. It was already there. We didn't have to argue over who's got the measuring cup. Go to greenchef.com slash rush hour 60 and use code rush hour 60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. All right. Now we've got a relatively heavy story. I mean, very heavy to get into. I'm going to make it quick because we don't have that many details. But TMZ dropped this bombshell today. Ex-Bachelorette star Joshua Tyler Best arrested for child porn possession. Real awful stuff. A contestant on Katie Thurston's season. I got to remind you guys, innocent till proven guilty. But the prosecutors have a very high conviction rate. If you watch the YouTube video that I have there, we had a lot of people talk about this. They say, look, uh, prosecutors win this thing like 95% of the time. They don't do a search warrant on your house. They don't do all these things unless they have damning evidence. So they claim they found files that contain 15 different uh, clips, uh, uh, including videos of kids, some of whom are under 10, involved in graphic acts with adults. I mean, it's a real horrible story, guys. I don't want to get into it any far farther other than to say um, this this is uh, you know you want justice to prevail you want uh, you want uh, to eradicate I mean absolutely eradicate this black market that exists uh, he'll go to court in June and we'll we'll hear his side we'll hear uh, he's pleading not guilty so we'll hear how that all goes down God knows uh, he's uh, hopefully has a good lawyer if he is in fact not guilty we will follow that. Also in the news, Zach Shellcross reveals he couldn't get fiance Katie Bigger her ideal engagement ring because of Tino Franco. Now, we covered this the other day, but now it's uh, making the uh, print media. Uh, oh, poor Tino Franco picks out a, an engagement ring for Rachel Recchia. And then afterwards, uh, you know, of course, they break up. So now I guess I guess you're not allowed to use the same ring. Like, does that ring go back and does that, does that ring count as new? I mean, Rachel probably wore it for a couple months. Either way, I think we played this um, uh, maybe on yesterday or the day before, but let's have a quick listen to uh, Zach mentioning that the ring he got his fiance, Katie, wasn't exactly what she wanted. Without a yeah. doubt. Like that, I'm picturing it on her finger. It can't go wrong. And um, it's, a, it's a little big. We've it's, talked about yeah. it. Of like, like, oh, no, not a, not a too big dog. The ring's a little big. Diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, trust me. We've had oh, it. No, no we've added, we've added Kelly it. Kelly like, oh, God, what a yeah, problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. She's like, what if I get mugged? I'm like, that's a good point. Truly, truly. Ah, you could get a fake. If yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, here's what you do. You get you get insurance. It costs like two, $300 a year, and that's good for theft or if the ring just randomly shatters or breaks, or, you know, you chuck it into a lake and have to lie. Now, that would be fraud. Don't do that. No, I'm very simple. <laughs> Although I did, have a, I did have a friend who was going through a divorce and i said just throw that late throw that ring into the bottom of the lake get your five thousand dollars and start a new life there's no job. reason to downsize you can get a fake if you're that worried about it when you wear yeah, it never you, okay, you hold on Wait, that's never idea. take yeah. away the shine never <laughs> never down never <laughs> take away the shine <laughs> never, never downsize i have a question that's, for you guys about yeah. that kind of in a like a regular relationship i feel that a lot of people will have this discussion like what kind of ring you want or like mm. they'll go ring shopping together whatever did you guys ever have have a chance to talk about that? I feel like I'd bring that up. And their quick answer was no. And let me tell you something. Ring shop.
shopping is the most predatory thing a man has to go through in a relationship. I went to the Diamond District here in Los Angeles in downtown LA. The second you walk into a place, everyone has the same joke. Oh, how much do you love her? It, they all do that. And I know that as a comedian, I know this because I'm like, oh, they're just saying the same thing to every chump. You got you got uh, a world where we want equality. And it's the most antiquated thing that I have to show. And again, I, I, I got to tell you, I wouldn't want my girlfriend at the time, Tasha, to propose to me. I wanted to do that because traditionally that's the way it's done, even though it's a complete, you know, BS. Not, not that proposing is BS, but the overpriced diamond ring market controlled by De Beers, all these things. You know, the price is set literally at the most money you're willing to spend and then add 25% markup onto that. Cause well, I'll tell you this, I ended up spending double what I planned on spending. So when I, but then again, I rationalized it by saying, well, it's insured. So even though it's not an investment that's necessarily going to go up in value, at least it is an asset. If, um, if, I, if, uh, you know, whatever happens to this ring, I can at least know that it is an asset, but here we have Zach. He just gets a 30, $40,000 ring given to him. A yeah. ring I wanted and my ideal ring. And I've told this would be a gold band with a emerald cut on top love but that. love a little um, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. i guess so uh, tino gave that to rachel oh. last oh, season that's right um but yeah, either yeah, way yeah. like i said so grateful yeah, yeah. like it <laughs> is so she goes either way so grateful for this ring i didn't want but either way i i think if you're in a relationship from the bachelor it's my professional opinion that you should repropose with a new ring because look it, it was given to you you know before um well it's all it's a long story but before my wife and i dated i actually won a diamond ring on a radio station while I was with her. Uh, like As friends, we were together and I won this ring and I was like, you can have it. But I was like, I can never use that ring to propose because she know I she knows I got it for free. And again, you might, you know, we might have people out there disagree, but it's a weird, it's a weird, um, unique ritual we have in society. That's like, you know, they created this idea that you have to spend three months of your salary. It's all bullshit. None of it makes sense. Just be in love, be happy and all that jazz. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about our other sponsor today. And of course, you know them, you love them. It's Microdose Gummies, incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Microdosing curbs my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. You know my schedule, content in the morning, stand up at night, and the last thing I need is a poor night's sleep. Not going to do it. So instead, I have a Microdose Gummy. I fall asleep watching a Netflix show. 17 minutes in, uh, I'm no longer awake. My wife falls asleep too, naturally. She doesn't need edibles to fall asleep sleep and then we and then the next night we go what episode do we watch and then we'll watch the same episode four times in a row uh but it, at least i feel good and healthy microdose is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing thc go to microdose.com use our code rush hour to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order links can be found in the show description but again that's a microdose.com uh, code rush hour all righty then and i wanted to respond you guys know yesterday i made this story about blake horseman which we're going to get into even further today but in that story i included in the second half of the youtube video a conversation about what happened on monday with the gun violence that exists out there and essentially made my case uh which i actually i don't think one person disagreed with that the problem that we have is both mental health and it is a gun problem it is a combination of the two uh, you can listen to yesterday's episode to hear that discussion but i railed on all of the people 
I railed on all of the money that exists in politics that make it so that our officials do not work for us. They work for the elite class of lobbyists, uh, big pharma, uh, uh, the industrial military complex, these organizations like NRA, National Rifle Administration, all these organizations that exist, they are the ones that are giving campaign money to the Congress and, and, to, and, and you know all these other government officials, and we need to take that money out. Well, I received a, a voice note from a very kind uh, listener who works in the pharmaceutical world. I don't know if she would call, her, call it big pharma like I do, but she was basically saying, hey, Dave, I know you mean well, but you're really bashing pharmacy and, and pharmaceuticals. And if you've ever had anyone who, you know, got cancer and needed chemotherapy or got sick and needed this or this or needed that, then it's like there there is a good aspect to that. And my response was not defensive at all. I felt like they, they were a little defensive because I was bashing their industry. Whenever I bash like people that work um, in corporations, I'm always like, well, it sucks that you have to have a job where you have to rely on health care by the employer. And a lot of times people get defensive because it's like, well, they, 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 they feel like it's a personal attack. So it's like this, when I make fun of, or when I, when I complain about the industry in the, the military industrial uh, complex, I also talk about the wedding industrial complex. You know, whenever you have a wedding, uh, cakes all of a sudden becomes five times more expensive. Oh, you want a photographer? It's for a wedding. Let's jack the price up. And with the military industrial complex, we have that. We have no contract bids. We have the former vice president, Dick Cheney, making so much money because he works for Halliburton. And it's a company that gets these no bid contracts, which means the government just signs these blank checks so that now like a screw, which would cost 88 cents uh, in a Home Depot, it now costs $400. You know, I'm using examples being pulled directly out of my ass, so don't quote me on any of this. But my point being is there is something so wretched and wrong out there. We have pharmaceutical companies making billions of dollars. So when I rail on the the military industrial complex, I would not expect a soldier to to be upset because I am railing at the system that is profiting, the uh, the administrations that is that are profiting, the lobbyists that are profiting. Not I'm not railing on the workers that are boots on the ground. I have family members that are pharmacists. Um, actually, my school I went to was a very large pharmacy school, so that I have a ton of friends that work in pharmacy. That's not the problem. The problem, and 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 then the person who commented said, "Well, we should also blame the doctors who took all the." The money during the opioid crisis and all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fact that there are um, bonuses that go to doctors who write so many prescriptions of something. It's absolutely insane. I got a nice voice note from one of our friends of the community saying, hey, you know what, Dave? If my state didn't reintroduce Medicare for all, I'm paraphrasing, but she said, if my state didn't reintroduce Medicare for all, I wouldn't have gotten the checkup that alerted me to a cancer that I have. And I'm proud to announce our friend is in remission from that cancer. So my issues here are with the infrastructure that has created the greediest, uh, highest profiting situation we've ever been in. And even pre-pandemic, we were this way, but it's it's the situation where we need to fight the structure that is profiting off of us and not worry about like, oh, but there are good things that are done in pharmacy. Absolutely. 
The U.S. is one of the leading, if not leading, sort of like research and development of so many, you know, life-saving things. I'm not anti-medicine, not at all. But when my wife had Lyme's, uh, Lyme disease, excuse me, when she had Lyme disease, uh, one of the pills she was prescribed cost 800 freaking dollars a pill. And what did we do? We found it in India for $22. And that is a problem. Anyone who takes insulin, we have issues here, folks. So respectfully, I rail on these things, not because the pharmacist is bad or the person who uh, works in pharmaceutical sales is necessarily bad, but we have to understand the price gouging and the fact that companies uh, are in control of our health. You know, God forbid you're in a job you no longer want to be in, but you feel forced to go there because you don't get um, healthcare as a single mom or whatever the case may be. It's absolutely horrifying. And as I teased earlier, speaking of horrifying, we have Blake Horseman and his court documents finally being revealed uh, how he lost this $175,000 arbitration lawsuit against him. He basically, I'm going to paraphrase what is in my YouTube video here. He basically got sued for going on the She's All Batch podcast, for going on Off the Vine podcast, and also for discussing um, things that are, that or I guess like the secret sauce of the show, which would be uh, sharing up, you know, information on how edits take place here. Here, uh, have a listen to Blake Horseman on the She's All Bash podcast. This was one of the reasons why he was sued. Times in paradise when you're not, they don't let you pee. I ran to the bathroom to pee and they filmed me and then they aired it. Me running away from Kaylin when she came down the stairs. So, so yeah, that's, that's a big deal. He says they misrepresented why I was running and they made him look like a psycho. They made him look like a crazy unhinged ex. They made him look like a guy who coerced Kaylin for sex. All these things that were completely wrong and they get away with it and they profit and they make the money. If you want to watch a classic Dave Neal rant, I'm just going to say, go onto the YouTube and check it out. But we have all the court papers. Um, he was also sued for taking money in a Bumble sponsorship. Look, look, he could they could have sued him for 10 grand. They could have sued him for an amount that was reasonable, um, but they didn't do that. They didn't do that. And because of that, he's got um, to uh, deal with a huge financial burden on top of all the mental health issues that uh, obviously ex exist from his taking part on the show. All right. And speaking of alumni fighting the edit, uh, we've got Zach shall cross fighting, uh, in, and I should say exposing what Nick Vial texted him before his season started. And it's always fun for me as like the middle brother in a large family to watch the fighting take place. But here, have a listen to Caitlin Bristow, uh, on off the vine interview Zach and Katie. And he discusses the disloyalty he felt from Nick Vial. I shit on you for God's sake when you were oh, picked as the bachelor. Oh, I, <laughs> I knew I would eat my words. I knew it because it wasn't your fault, though. It was nobody gave you a good enough not edit. You had a good edit. Um, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't have a, enough of a platform, enough of like time shown for you to shine. And usually. When we pick our bachelors or bachelorettes, it's because the world is rooting for them after a massive heartbreak and we've gotten to know them so well. And it just like it was kind of random. <laughs> so I, I was kind of I owe you an apology, which I did online or, or in your DMs. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, want to yeah, say yeah. to the world, I am so sorry because I was just like, what? Why? And now I'm like, 
Yeah. All right, so Caitlin uh, Bristow apologizes for questioning why the show would choose Zach as Bachelor, which, as we know, he was part of a chaotic season of Gabby and Rachel and all these men, and the storylines weren't completely fleshed out, so people have the right to wonder. I know why. I get it now. But that's, and the producers told me that. They were like, you'll see why. Like, he's charming, and he's really funny, and he's got a great personality, and he's got a good family. They really sold you, and then you sold yourself. So, Uh, I appreciate that. uh, Thank you for reaching out and and about that, because it means a lot you know when you're someone very prominent and and you know like um there's so many negative you know comments and opinions so hard on you so all right so caitlin goes nick was so hard on you now zach's and this is what i like about zach he has the uh, emotional or intellectual capacity to know he shouldn't say what he's about to say but he says it anyway and i love that listen to him pause and be like do we want to get into this yeah zach Let's get into it. I haven't seen Do I even want to go into that? Was it bad? Because he had reached out to me like the day before saying, hey, man, I got your back. Like, I'll support you. (laughs) And then he drops his phone number. And I I just like saw it. I was like, oh, that's great. The next day I just see in Yahoo News or whatever. Slam, Zach, Shawcross. I'm quit. And that's how it works in Bachelor Nation, folks. All right. So this is what Nick does. Um, When you become a, a prominent enough member, when you push through to the mainstream sort of names that exist in Bachelor, Nick will send you a message because for a few reasons, it maintains his position as one of the elite members of Bachelor Nation. So I don't necessarily knock him for this. It's a business decision. This is what puts food on his table. When Katie Thurston became Bachelorette, she gets a DM. When my channel takes off, I got a DM. And then Nick and I had a phone chat. And that's what he does. He wants to be a part of everything that's going on in Bachelor Nation. And if there is a time in which maybe he needs damage control, he's got your number. That's how it works. Could you be like, oh, that's very mob boss of him? Sure, but that's also good networking. So I don't I don't blame him for that, but it is funny when he gets called out. We know Katie Thurston called him out when, um, he, when uh, he was talking trash about her and she texted him and I'm paraphrasing here. She was like, hey, what's going on? You know, like I'm getting a lot of hate from the episode. I think it was when she was on his episode and he asked her how many countries were in Africa and that whole thing happened. And um, he goes, and then he goes, hey, look, isn't it nice that people are talking about you? So that's his way of saying, hey, there's no such thing as bad news in the Bachelor Nation world and um i'll i'll throw that back at nick and say the same he's getting called out by zach here but um i don't think um anyone who's in who's anyone who's in the know anyone who works in bachelor nation any former leads contestant alumni recappers knows this is the game that nick plays i'm just saying i get it fitting this or he's so this and i was like was that just like a pity reach out or like because it kind of hurt like i don't i don't i've never met him and i was like kind of an asshole move yeah maybe he didn't mean to maybe something he said got taken out of context i don't listen to his stuff yeah uh no i think i think pretty much you got the gist from him and look yes is it an asshole move yes it's a self-sustaining move in a world where nick knows if you're not on top of it if he stops getting uh, the alumni that he's getting or the the you know previous winners to get on his show then he loses audience i mean it directly affects him and nick and uh caitlin whether it's out there or not clearly have what I'll call a sibling rivalry, which is weird because they, you know, had a 
Other, you know, they had a. I, I don't want to blame my Alabama audience here for a sibling rivalry uh, that also includes a fantasy suite. But here we are, folks. Come on, take a joke. We're kidding, Alabama uh, incest. So the um, oh, he just lost three people. Uh, I won't get invited to the barbecue. All right. Uh, so yeah, there's clearly a fight between Caitlin Bristow and Nick Vial to get the best interview postseason. Of course. Nick's gotten some big ones, but then you have people like Rachel Recchia who have called Nick out for like stoking the flames of gossip. But from what I could see, it looked a little harsh. It so was I just harsh. It was harsh. And I was like, oh, that's not very nice because you are once you're in like you guys are family know, now. Right? Yeah. And he should. Yeah, well, he's been coming a from a lead. This week's Off the Vine is brought to you by... Uh, they go to an ad break. All right, well, let's pick up after the ad break Vehicles here. on your policy, too. Potential right, made for kids. Come on, come on. You have no idea how often my producer and I quote Mornin' Balin. Do you remember this? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, you couldn't remember a single girl's name. Okay, that was... I was there. So, I was, so, so is that it? Is that all they have? That They cut it off after that. I just didn't know Ross had all these. All right. But- well, there's nothing else there, folks. Nothing else there. Here's what uh, ignited, I'm, I'm imagining, Zach feeling betrayed by Nick. And look, here's what I'll say about Nick. Zach's allowed to feel betrayed because it's like he's being protective of his relationship. I would probably do the same thing thing right and at the same time nick has to maintain here here's the here's the devil's dilemma that nick has he has to maintain good relations or at least relations with all the alumni and the people that have just been on the show contestants and all this and at the same time he makes his bones by being critical he's pretty critical and calls things out he wasn't terribly wrong with this call out that he had And I think it would be important for Zach, if he does have any beef with Nick, to at least make sure he listens to what Nick has to say. Now, Nick's not a licensed therapist or whatever, but he pointed out, which is what a lot of other people saw, which is that Zach had a had a struggle with dealing with confrontation. He almost was he would rather send Jess home than hear her out. Do you know what I mean? So there was sort of like a, when the going gets rough, take the higher, take a, you know, the, the fight or flight kind of mentality that he had there. But then again, you know, we're watching an edited TV show, so we don't know how it all goes down. All right. Here's Balinese Dave covering this story two weeks ago. So here's what Nick had to say. As repeated earlier, Nick said every time Zach hears any of the women express an insecurity, instead of showing an ounce of empathy, his face just drowns with disappointment. And he also said, let's go back one here. He also said, Zach is now fully in. I'm the bachelor and it's your job to prove to me your worthy mode. And uh, you know, Nick's not exactly wrong here. Blind, uh, what's it called? I, thought, I think... Uh, the blind uh, chipmunk still catches a couple nuts. I don't know. Is that a term? Well, I tell you what, for being in Indonesia, my audio was really good. You'd think I'd get a couple likes and super chats for that. Bringing you guys good audio from the other side of the world. So how do we wrap up this story with a nice bow? We just say this. Nick, um, Nick knows... He knows the struggle that goes on with being on the show and the edits and this and that. The show does a good job of framing their perspective, their POV, through the eyes of the lead. You know, the lead, most of the stories told through his eyes, the journey he's on and this and that. So it doesn't mean that other conversations weren't being had there. But all we can do right now is judge Zach from what we see in interviews. And he's knocking it out of the park. 
And let me know what you guys think about the podcast. I'd love to hear some of your reviews. Make sure on the Apple, on your iPhones, you can just uh, type in the podcast if you're listening there already and just say and just search, write a review, rate it, five star, share it with your friends. It's one of the ways we will continue to grow. Double check that you're subscribed and follow and all of that jazz. If you want to share our podcast in other ways, on Reddit, on Facebook groups, the more the merrier. We appreciate your support. And thanks so much for uh, supporting us, our sponsors. Sponsors. How much fun is it for me to have two sponsors that are so great, an edible company and a food company, Green Chef and also Microdose. Link in the comment section to get um, a large percentage off of your first order on either of those products. We really appreciate having sponsors on the show. Uh, it is growing so fast and I'm just so excited to continue to try fun and new things. I've got a couple Bachelor alumni in the pipeline that are going to join me for a Driving with Dave episode. You're going to get the full video, uh, full audio of that over here and a lot more in the pipeline. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for me. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.